and all right, cool. There it is. Hello, hello, hello. This is another episode of the Mental Threads Podcast, episode 134. I'm here with the one and only Drippy Cruz from Bronx, New York, if you like to say anything. Yeah, appreciate you for having me on here today. Yeah, sure. I appreciate you for hopping on, too. I was listening to a couple of your songs on YouTube and everything. How many songs do you have, like, out in total, off the top of your head? In total, I probably have, like, nine or ten. Yeah. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. I think you got 11. Oh, okay. You see, I 11. Just on your YouTube and everything. I think Amiri, uh, 2, Cupid, or uh, whatever, Real Life, Used to Know, Shooter, Knock Knock, uh, On the Spot, Let It Go, I'm Sorry, Fuck You Up, and Boss with the Michael Jordan with. What, 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 yeah. Michael Jordan got cornrows? Yeah. That was the edit. That was the edit. Okay, yeah, I think it adds up to about eleven. Yeah, you're really, really good on like on that tip, man. Like seriously, I was listening to your music. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Hey, this sounded nice. And most of your music is uh, released through uh, United Masters, correct? Yeah. You have any difficulties with United Masters? Nah, I, I I like United Masters. Only thing I don't like about it is um they don't let me put my lyrics for my songs like how I used to on DistroKid. That's oh. why. I was, yeah. Yeah, dang! I wish I would have put my lyrics and my songs on on DistroKid and everything when I had the chance. I'm actually thinking about uh, re-releasing my first mixtape on a different uh, streaming service called a Distro Freak and everything. Oh. Yeah, and they're connected to another page called Crowd Freak. Um, which yeah, is- I heard about, yeah, I heard about Distro Freak through like Instagram and shit like that. Oh, so you've heard of them too? Yeah, yeah, I heard of Distro Freak through Instagram. Maybe popping up like as ads and shit. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to get on to. Like, uh, once I really step back in the studio again. Um, but I think I don't know whether I should just start with the re-release of my first project and then tr- uh, trickle down to all the other projects and everything. Um, but it's just, uh, yeah, man. Well, once I really get back in the studio again, I'm definitely going to roll with a crowd free. Yeah, that sounds good too. Yeah, I was about to like probably switch from United Masters too. But it's just convenient, you feel me, be on my phone, the app. That's the only reason why I use it, though. Okay. Hey, whatever works for you, man, like, seriously, man. Like, you know, if it works for you, like, you ain't got to change it if you don't want to, man, and everything. No, I know. It's the main reason why I want to roll with Crowd Freak, for sure, in my case, because they can hook people up with a plane ticket and a hotel to, like, perform at festivals. But, you know, it'll be, like, your first step. Yeah, that's so cool, too. I don't even know about that. That's That's fine. You didn't know that? Nah, yeah, I heard about like places like like they be like, yo, you go on tour and then you send your music and you submit it, but I didn't know they did it through that app. Yeah, I don't know if they have an app though for sure. I think they got a website. I think. Oh yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know Crowd Freak did it. You feel me? That's what I. That's what I meant. Yeah, I think Distro Freak is just the distribution service they have. I, I need to check in with them whether they have an app or not. Like if they have an app, that'd be cool. Um, but it's like, uh, yeah, basically it's just. I don't know. It's like, because the way I, I record music and everything, I just use a flash drive. And then, like, whatever, like, comes out of the MP3, I just put it on that flash drive. And then I'll just put it, like, on uh, Google Drive and stuff. And then I'll just upload the audio on my laptop. You know what I'm saying? And, like, that's yeah. how I would do it and everything. You mean to tell me you could actually upload music through, like, a phone and that's how you do it? Yeah. If you already got the the song, you feel me, mastered or, or saved to your phone, you could just upload it through your phone, through the app. That's why I do it through United Masters. That should be calm. Okay, I mean, well, it sounds convenient and everything, you know. My goal next year is I'm trying to drop as much uh, songs as possible and everything. I always probably set a goal for myself every year to, like, get something situated. Yeah, that's what I'm planning on doing in this right now, too. Drop as many songs as possible. That's why I was fucking with United Masters. Okay, how much do you have to pay for United Masters? Is it, like, a yearly thing or a monthly thing? It's a yearly thing. It's, like, $60 a year for the whole thing, and... But you could do it free too, but it's just limit how many drops you can you could do within a month. You feel me? But and then they take they take like ten uh, percent if you do the free. But if you pay for it, you get a hundred percent of your royalties. Mm, I would consider it. I don't know. I need to check in with Crowd Freak and how they do things. I think they said they did this like I think ten dollar eight 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 ninety nine to ten dollar. I don't know if that's a monthly thing or a yearly thing. Um, uh, okay. I feel like monthly might be a little bit more capable, even though like in the long run, like you're still paying a little bit more money. But it's like I feel like you know it might might work in my case than it just all at once. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? 
um, and, and stuff like. Uh, so, like, how long have you been dropping music with United Masters? Uh, probably a year. Oh, a year. Oh, okay, that's cool. So you've been dropping music for like a year now. Yeah, probably a year, year and a half. Okay, cool. How old are you? I'm 23. Oh, you're 23. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's cool. I'm 24. I'm trying to make oh, okay. Yeah, I I ain't dropped my first project until I was 23. Yeah, yeah. That's my first. Yeah, that's my first solo project. 23. I did like a group project with my with two of my friends. For me, they like brothers or whatever. We started a label together. I dropped that project in like two years ago. For me, that's when we first started making music. We didn't even really know too much. Yeah, no, I feel that, man. It's just like, I feel like, in my case, I'm still trying to get certain things in my life situated, you know, and everything before I get back into making music again. Um, I was hoping to hop in the studio maybe this month, but then it was like, after this, it was like another thing. Because I ain't got nothing but beats, like, in my, that was like, you know, the little beat ass that be having, like, you know, if you pay for this, you get this beat pack, get this yeah. beat. Like, I got, like, hundreds of beats just stacked up on my computer just because of all those deals over like the months and everything so it's just like plus i also got playlists on youtube like our free for profit beats that i could possibly use and everything so it's just like you know i feel like it's kind of like it's kind of more like a problem like maybe i got a hoarding problem like i don't, I don't like my yeah yeah that's obvious i mean my producer he got a, he got a whole bunch of beats packages like that too that he just bought and he he has like he probably didn't even use half of them yeah man oh seriously it was like you know, I feel like I still, I feel like I've had enough beats to like pay for. You know, I feel like I might pay for maybe like three more beat packs, and then after that, I'm I'm done. <laughs> like, I got way too many, man. Like way too much. Like it's just like, but at the same time, it's like once you listen to like one beat pack and then listen to another beat pack, you know, you get a whole lot of ideas. Like, okay, this could be like, for a good project, or this could make like for that kind of project. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like you know, it's just it's just you come to that not in the sense of threshold or a sense, but just like. You have that sedative in your mind that it's just like, you know, like you got that abundance in your mind. I was like, yeah, I can make this many songs. I can make these many projects. I could be set for years with this many. Like, I have so many beats. I could be set for like the rest of this decade. Where and staying up to date because the more recent packages they send in is more like beats that's like more current. You feel me? So they trying to go around what's popping at the time, too. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, no, for real. Um, but I don't know. I feel I don't feel like there needs to be so much sway into what's popping now and everything. I know they're trying to push house music and everything with Beyonce and Drake, but I don't think like that. Yeah, that's why a lot of the beats be having that 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 Jersey that Jersey type beats on it and all that. For me, the house music vibe. A bunch of beats get sent out like that right now, just because that's what's like popular right now. Yeah, I don't know if I can do um any of those in particular. <laughs> Not, not against house music. I think house music is kind of cool, but it's like, I don't feel like that's something I can really catch on to, like, with my style or whatever. Right, I, feel yeah, like I, get, I feel like I need to get on Boombop. <laughs> I feel like that's the thing I've been missing. I don't like, because the last project I had had more trap elements and everything. Although I was pretty lyrical with it, I feel like I need to get on Boombop because I feel like I, I'm, I come across the more natural Boombop, you know, like maybe as a little EP here and there. No, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, but on back to you though and everything. You know, I know you say you were pretty much born in the Bronx, but right? well, your family moved down to uh, Lenore Ryan, and you just kind of stayed there for ten years. Mhm. Once my dad passed away, we moved back. Um, I moved to New York. That's where my mom was originally from. Oh, so you, as soon as your father passed away, you had to move back to New York. Yeah, yeah, we moved back to New York just to be like with more family. I, I actually did a year in West Virginia, and mm-hmm. then uh, I've been in the Bronx since then. Dang, that is so crazy, man. Like, man, West Virginia, man, I, I feel like that's a crazy area. But not only that, but back to you, like, your your father, I I want to send my condolences uh, for your father. How long ago did your father uh, pass away? Like, about a decade ago? Yeah, yeah, 2009. Dang, that's crazy, man. And I, like, how old were you when your, uh, your father passed away? I was 10 years old at the time. Man, that's crazy, man. Man, I... I really do send my condol. I know it's like ten years in, in the past. I, I, I know that stuff might like cut deep, like even today and everything. You know, it's like, uh, how, how do you feel like you're able to like move forward past and, and process uh, your uh, father's passing? Uh, I don't know. I still don't know how to deal with any passings. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you don't ever really get over nothing. You feel me? Shit like that. For me, you just gotta think about 
which I did with the person and shit like that. For me, whenever you get sad and get down, just try to get yourself out the mud. But you never get over nothing. For me, for real, for real. No, I feel you heavily, man. Just this year earlier, man, I my grandfather passed away in May. So it's just like, you know, it's still surreal to me. I wish I would have went to go visit his grave today. I think I'm gonna just hold up till next Sunday. Um, you know, so I could be able to bring him some flowers, you know, because it's like I got oh, yeah, definitely something you gotta do though, pay respect so all the time. Oh yeah, all the time. Every time I find uh time, I will. But since it's Thanksgiving week, I'm gonna just wait till all my family comes down to Charlotte. Nah, yeah, that and makes sense. together. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me not just like save it all for myself. You know? Nah, yeah, facts. That makes sense. Yeah, so it's just like, you know, I was kind of just off on that. But it's like, uh, yeah, could you describe what really happened in regards to your uh, father passing away? Was it just like, was it a heart attack? Like, what was the situation? Uh, he actually had an abscess tooth, you feel me? And the, the poison from the abscess tooth um, leaked his brain, um, caused from another injury, like a sledding accident. Mm. Yeah, he was going skiing and shit, and then he hit his head, and then the poison from the tooth went to his, his head. To his brain. Oh, dang. So it was like, was it poison or just like bacteria, like like rot or something? Uh, uh, I actually don't, I, don't, I actually don't even know. For me, whatever causes the abscess tooth, for me, mm. that, for me, leaked his, his brain. Wow, man. I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that, man. Like, seriously, that sucks, man. Um, yes. But, but hey, man, people, like, you got to see it for yourself, man. You're a very strong individual to keep going and, like, keep, keep outside the law and everything of that nature, you know, like, and still keep going with your dreams and stuff. You know, people, when it comes to law, some people just don't react to it pretty well, and then they let it, like, you know, like, break them over the years, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, would you say that your father uh, kind of influenced you or maybe not influenced, but in a sense drives you uh, to do good for yourself? Yeah, facts all the time. Mm-hmm. And what were some memories in regards to your father that you hold uh, dearly um, and whatnot? Uh, just the way he took care of everybody, you feel me? He, like, uh, he always made sure everything was straight and niggas never had a struggle, you feel me, at the time. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I feel that. I feel that. Is that, in a sense, do you want to kind of like uh, reflect that when you uh, get older and you start your own family? You just want to be the type that kind of just takes care of everybody? Yeah, that's a yeah, that's what I want to do. That's why the name of my tape is actually called Prodigal Son for me mm-hmm. that I'm dropping on December twelfth for me because I'm trying to be the uh, like a reflection of him, not exactly like him, but I want people to see that he influenced my like my lifestyle. Mm, like his energy flows through you now, like his spirit yeah. though, you know. That's good. That's good. And how many tracks are gonna be on this tape called Prodigal Son? Uh, probably sixteen. Oh, 16. That's good. That's good. Like, that's real, real good. And you're pretty much done with the tape already, or are you still trying to work out some kinks? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm done with the tape. Songs just got to get mixed and mastered because I want to make sure they sound perfect. You feel me? I sent them to a few different engineers. Mm, that's cool. That's dang cool, man. That is really, really cool, man. That's that's good. And like in, in regards to your vibe, your vibes on uh your on the prodigal son, is it gonna be different from all your other singles? Or is it just like like what's really gonna say? Is it gonna be mostly trap based? Or is it gonna be mostly boom bop based? Or is it just gonna be the J. Cole soul vibe? Like what are we look what are we rooting for? I got about four tracks that's like melodic, stunning Gambino, young young car, JR, you feel me? That type of vibe, you feel me? Then I got about six or seven drill trap type beats and I got about like three three or four house like house music vibes. Okay, sounds like a very diverse album. I feel like you might get like a whole lot of listeners and everything. But the thing with like albums like that and everything, because I want to do like, you know, a type like a project where we can do different sounds and everything, is I'd be wondering, like, you know, if you put it on like a Spotify playlist and one person listen to one song and then like another song sounds completely different, like would that throw them off or anything? Like what are your thoughts in regards to that? Um, the way I kind of set it up is they're going to lead into each other, you feel me, the different songs. Because, like, the melodic songs I got, they still have, like, trap drill-type beats, you feel me? So it's going to fade into it. And some of them are straight melodic, you feel me? So it's going to, like, go into it. Because I got some songs I call R and Drill. It's like R&B and it's drill at the same time. Oh, man, so now you're innovating different, like, genres already, huh? Mm-hmm. That's cool, like, man. Like I got a song of my friend, like my man's J.O. from from North Carolina, 187 J.O. And then it's like a, it's a drill, it's a drill type beat. 
Mm-hmm. And then, but I, I did melodic verse and he did his singing. He does R&B music, you feel me? So it, it um, I felt like it correlated together well, you feel me? And I made a lot of tracks like that. Okay, that's cool. So what would you say is your influences? Like, would you say you're influenced by the Trap Soul vibe or like Tory Lanez and like, uh... Yeah, I, yeah, I like Tory Lanez a lot. I like the um, Soulja Boy growing up. I like Drake, you feel me? And then, and then I'm influenced by the artists coming up now where I'm at. So that's why I try to put the two sounds together. Okay, and like, would you say Bryson Tiller's on that list too? Mm-hmm, hell yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. So like, we'll kind of hear a little bit of those vibes going into your music uh, through Prodigal Santa and uh, other projects going forward. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's very, very cool. Now back into like your transition from uh, living in Lenore Ryan, North Carolina, and now living in the Bronx. Like, how was life living in Lenore Ryan, in North Carolina? Over there is just. It's like calm. Life there is like the same thing almost every day. You feel me? Nothing's different. It was just chill. It's kind of like like suburbs TV show shit. You feel me? That's how it was over there growing up. Okay. And you pretty much moved from there when you were like around 10, 12? Yeah. Like, yeah. When I was 10 years old, I went to um, Virginia for the year. Then I've, I've been in the Bronx ever since then. For me, probably been in the Bronx like 10 years. Okay, and how was your experience in uh, West Virginia? West Virginia, that, West Virginia was even like even better than Lenoir for like 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 environment wise. Like you you have, um you watch reality TV like like a show called Weeds. Uh no, I haven't. Oh yeah, but like there's regular shows like Weeds or Breaking Bad or shit, shit like that. You feel me? The areas like that, like the area I was in, is literally like a complex. And the neighbors is talking to everybody. I'm mowing the lawns, shoveling snow. People was really saying hi all the time. I mean, it was just on some calm shit. That shit didn't even seem real over there. Oh, okay. So you would say it was kind of like, um, how can you say? Um, it was like a like a very suburban, suburban type area. Everybody just cool with each other. Everybody just nice to each other type. Yeah, that's yeah, that's exactly how it was, and then, and it's not like that anywhere else. So it was just, it just didn't even seem like real. Oh dang! So like, um, what was the culture shock like for you when you moved to the Bronx? Uh, say um, say it again. What was the culture shock like when you had to move from the Bronx, move all the way to the Bronx from uh Virginia? Oh, yeah, yeah, when it was when it was all the way from West Virginia and. North Carolina to the Bronx, it was it was just fake crazy because, like we we didn't fake fit in type like I wouldn't say we didn't fit in because mm-hmm. like uh, my uncle he got us up to speed real quick but we could tell like we was totally different people than the people that grew up there like we grew up two different ways and that was like like rape like I could tell the people up here they experienced way more in a shorter time than the people out of town. That's what I experienced when I first got here. Okay, well, dang. Like, so how did it, how do you pretty much catch on? How long did it take you to catch on uh, to the whole Bronx wave of things? Like, did it just, it was probably like, took like, probably took like two, two and a half months, three months, just because my, my uncle, um, Muthi Finesse, um, he, he made music too. He, he, um, he's literally like, he's a, he's a year, he's a month younger than me, but he's my uncle. We're the same age. So he was like, I'm around his friends. He's showing me the ropes, all of everything he went through. So he's catching us up for me, everything. Because he knew we was fake, like standing out. You feel me? We didn't know what was going on. And he wanted us to be lacking out here. He he wanted us to keep our heads on a swivel and know know how to move. Okay, well that's cool that you had family. Would you say your family's a lot larger in the Bronx and compared to Lenoride on in uh West Virginia? Yeah, I had I had a, a whole lot more family in New York City. Okay, and like, would you say that having a big family in New York City was more like an advantage in regards to like uh, uh, trying to make life uh, in the Bronx in general? Yeah, yeah, it was way better. I don't think I could have just came to the Bronx at at the time I did and been straight without without family guiding me through it. For me, because it is crazy out here. It's easy to get in trouble. You for me, get hurt. I mean, or just straight like lose everything you feel me and be broke without without some guidance and some help from people. Okay, well that's cool. That's cool that you had your family. 
uh, buying everything to actually guide you uh, within that environment. I know, like, the you know, New York ain't no spot to be soft at and everything. So it's like, it's good to know that you have people on your side to kind of help you navigate through uh, that concrete jungle, um, in a sense, and whatnot. And from understanding, it's like you're Puerto Rican, correct? Uh, no, nah, I'm actually um, African American and Caucasian. Oh, so you're black and white, yeah. Oh, okay. So, say so in regards to like you know being mixed and everything, do you feel like maybe you had to maybe face some difficulties with discrimination? Like maybe like oh yeah, maybe you're too white uh, to hang out with the black folk, or maybe you're too black to hang out with the white folk. Anything of that nature? Uh, n- not really. Like for me, I just I just fit in. Like I I I didn't even try to be on some race anything. I just chill with anybody I wanted to chill with. I honestly got mistaken for Spanish a lot. You feel me? Like you just did with a lot of the Spanish people. And I, that's why I was cool with them too, even though they just speaking Spanish to me all day, and I couldn't even understand some of the shit they were saying. I just gravitated to everybody, really. Nobody really like singled me out for anything. Okay, well that's cool, man. That's that's actually real good. That's real good that you find a uh, solace, uh, a solace in um, that area and uh, stuff of that nature. Um, so in regards to like music uh, in general. Um, and going in between, uh, you know, uh, Rhine to Virginia and now Bronx, where do you say your love for music really started, like in your life? Um, I always loved music ever since I was growing up. I used to make raps when I was six years old, seven mm-hmm. years old. Yeah, that's before my dad passed. And then, and then what made me want to make music even more was when my dad passed and when my little brother passed. Like they both told me to make music and I never did. So when they passed, I'm like, I just gotta do it. You feel me? Just so it's not a third person tell me to do this before they, and then I don't do it before they pass away. Oh dang, man! I'm so sorry to hear about your brother too, man. Like, gosh, like how you was your is it your own your younger brother or your older brother? Oh, uh, my younger brother. Dang, I'm real sorry to hear that, man. Like, uh, could you describe the relationship you had uh, with your younger brother? Uh, it was, we was close, you feel me? I seen him, we chilled every day, you feel me? We talked every day. I mean, he was like a console, you feel me? He was just always trying to look out, you feel me? Put everybody before himself. So like when he passed away, it was like, it made me realize like, life ain't fair, bro. Like for real, like it could take anybody at any time. I mean, he was only 16 years old, you feel me? I wouldn't like, that was a person I would have never expect that to happen to. Uh, and what exactly happened to him? In, in, actually, if you if you don't want to like go into detail about it, you're free uh, to not go into detail about it. But uh, if you would, if you are able to go into detail about it, what happened to him? Well, uh, I, I'm gonna just say like um, he he was going through depression. You feel me and all of that. So he um he committed suicide. You feel me and then and that's why it hurts a lot for me to know like a person that's happy and all that could be going through something and you never even know it. Hmm. Man, man, I'm so I'm I'm sorry to hear that, man. No, I'm I'm so so sorry to hear that, man. Um, I pray that the ancestors look over him and everything, um, or wherever he's at. You know, it's like I just, yeah, man, that that sucks, man. Depression. Cause I was just reading something earlier today, like how like you know men you know, generally are the ones to uh, fall victim to like depression and suicide and everything, like more than anybody. And stuff. Were there any signs of anything that led to that point, or was it just like it just happened? Yeah, it was just it just happened. You feel me? Like because it it was some things triggered something into effect. You feel me? And then people didn't. We weren't we weren't realizing it. You feel me? Until it was like fake too late. For me, and then and then then we when we found out everything happened, it was like. Think nothing we could do, but we're gonna try to get justice for him and what what happened. You feel me in the in the moments that led up to his death. You feel me? Yeah, man. No, no seriously, man. That's that. that I feel that, man. I feel that uh, for real. There's, there's, there, I just, it just fucks with me because there's, there's, there shouldn't have been a reason for him to be in that predicament he was in for me and for him to feel like that was his only way out for me at the time for me what he was going through. For me, and that's what that's what made me sad. That's what made me want to go every day, go hard for me, because a lot of shit can trick you out your spot out here. For me, not just, not just in like, 
not just money situations and everything, just life itself. Other people out to get you. Other people with trifling intent for me can just knock you out, just knock you out your spot. Yeah, no, seriously, dog. No, I seriously, I, I feel that wholeheartedly. And it's like, once again, I just want to say, like, sorry for your loss in regards, because I got a, a younger brother, too, and I got, like, you know, like a bunch of cousins under me, too, that are just, like, really young and everything. And to know, it's just like, I had a sibling that didn't make it past, you know, 16, man. Like, you got to be really strong to actually, like, make it through all that, man. You know, it's just like, you know, like, what, what really motivates you, like, to push forward past all this loss? Because I got, I got, I'm the oldest of five other, like five, five more siblings, you feel me? Mm -hmm. So I still gotta go hard, you feel me? Make sure that, like, if, if I'm strong, they can be strong. For me, if I'm weak, they're gonna feel like they can be weak, you feel me? And then it's okay to be weak, but you, you gotta, you can't let, you can't let loss consume you, you feel me? Because mm -hmm. they wouldn't want you to, they wouldn't want you to throw your life away because they're not here at the moment. Yeah. No, seriously, yeah, I feel that for real, man. Like, I mean, and in regards to like, how do your other siblings uh, react to the whole situation? They they react they react the same way. You feel me? They they all hurt by the same thing. You feel me? Everybody, because we all we all show love and we all got big hearts. You feel me? So when we get attached to somebody and we lose them, it's just for me, it's no coming back from there. Is there anything that y'all do differently now? Like maybe y'all are more attentive in regards to how everybody's mental state is feeling and, and stuff of that nature? Yeah, I check on everybody way more than I did before all the time. Yeah, man, that's good that you do so, man. Like, you know, mental health is no joke, man. Yeah, it's just for real. I feel like it's probably like the most slept on type of killer. Like, you know, with all this like the mental, emotional, psychological abuse, like oh, I feel like a lot of men face on a daily and everything, and we just kind of have to brush it off, or it's like, oh yeah, it's like you ain't no, no man if you if you can't. Yeah, everybody expect a man to just be all right, you feel me? And then sometimes they're not, you feel me? And there's a whole bunch of things in this world that can cause you to not be all right, you feel me? No, seriously, man. Like it's just like you know, you don't even know where to go to. You got to go to freaking. You have to go to like um freaking um the therapist. You got to find the right therapist, and the therapist may or may not be helpful or odd, depending on if they can relate to your situation. You know, like, just sitting down and listening all day is fine, but it's, like, it's not very helpful um, all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes you got to find solutions to a situation. Especially if they can't, especially if they can't relate and they don't got no actual, like, real advice, you feel me? Because you can hear, you can talk, you feel me, but... Yeah, you can hear, you can talk, but it's, like, unless you can kind of conjure up some kind of solution to a to an issue then it's like it's just it's all words are you there oh dang you there right might have to hop on later all right all right cool part two back at it uh seems like there might have been a little bit of some difficulties uh for the first half, ain't nothing wrong with it though. Um, anyway, it's like you were discussing about you know mental health and stuff, and like how you lost like two um, of your family members from your brother, uh, I'm from your younger brother and your father, and everything. Um, is there any other loss within your family uh, that we should know about, or what's up? Yeah, I got, I got, I got a lot of losses. I lost my cousin Typhon. I lost. I lost my, my brother, Ty, well, my, he's like my brother, but it's my cousin, Tapo. I lost a bunch of people, it's too, it's too many people to name, uh, Peter, all of them. Ah, uh, dang, and in a sense, that does it, like, do you feel like um, it doesn't really hold you back in regards to just everything in general, you know, from building relationships or anything, does it cause any sense of depression within yourself? No, 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 I'm good on that, it's just... I realize I gotta I gotta check up on people more every day, you feel me? And I realized I gotta be safe every day, you feel me? Because I, I see how it affects everybody when somebody when we lose somebody. So I don't want them to feel that same way if they lose me. Oh yeah, surely, most definitely. Um, yeah, man. Uh, in regards to processing grief, what would be your advice to anybody who might have lost somebody in the past? 
I was just telling you to try to remember everything they used to do with them, you feel me, the type of person they was, and just, like, try to do whatever they would want you to do in life, you feel me, like, and always think of them always being with you, you feel me, and do do the best you can for them, you feel me, like, to keep their name, their name out there, and nobody forget who they were as a person. Oh, yeah, surely, no, that's good, uh, all right, uh, back into, like, uh, the music thing and everything. Um, I know, like, you spoke about, like, uh, your project, uh, Prodigal Sons, but even carrying it on to next year, uh, what are your goals for next year, music-wise? Next year, music-wise, uh, I got a lot of features with some artists that's, um, that they, 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 they got a lot of buzz right now, clout, like, you could say they're in the industry, so I'm trying to get more of those in the works. I'm trying to get music videos for those songs in particular. And I'm really trying to get a, a distribution deal for me and the people at my label, for me. And uh, what is the name of your label again, if you wouldn't mind uh, saying? Uh, Born to Win, Born to Win Records. Born to what? Born to Win Records. Oh, okay, that's cool, uh, that's cool. Um. And how, what, how long ago did you start this? We started this as soon as my, my younger brother passed away, so it's been about three years now. Okay, dang. In a sense, would you say like this was honoring your, your younger brother, or did you just it just happen to happen at the same time? Yeah, yeah. We definitely we definitely honor him every day when we try our best to do that. Okay, that's cool. Where do you see yourself in the next five years in regards to this uh, music thing? Uh, in the next five years, I see ourselves, you feel me, thriving as a as a record label, not with ourselves, like not with them, just ourselves, but to have a few more artists try to like be a part of what we're doing, you feel me, and hopefully make make them like hit, uh, like make them as much money as we try to make ourselves, you feel me, try to build something that everybody can look in, like look forward to, something like OVO, for me, quality control, something like that. Okay, and uh, and going into detail about artists that influence you, I know we spoke about uh, uh, Bryson Tiller, Tory Lanez, and Drake, and uh, stuff of that nature. Uh, what were some things uh, that you feel like, like, what are some major parts of their identity and their brand, and it's just them as artists, as individual, that influence you, that, that you just admire, and stuff of that nature? Like, what about them just is admirable? I just feel like, like, when I watch their live streams and everything, uh, I just like the fact that they're not scared to put out any type of content. You feel me? Whatever they feel like sound good to them, they're gonna put it out. For me, they're gonna have to make any type of music they want, no matter whether it's popular at the time, whether they think somebody's gonna like it or not. If they feel like they like it and their ears like what they hear, they're gonna put it out, and that's that's what I feel like I do with my music too. Yeah, dude, that's wonderful, man. That's cool. Uh, that that's how it inspires you. I truly believe that, man. Like you know, they're all very versatile artists and stuff of that nature you know it's just like you know you see how drake's rise and everything like with like uh, projects like room for improvement and come and comeback season and um even uh the care package uh tape which is really just a compilation of all his singles like uh like uh was it so far gone i think that came right after that yeah yeah, man, it's just all that all together, you know, like, that was really, like, you know, that's just some of the certain things that a lot of artists need to really, like, you know, study. Um, because it's, like, it's just, like, tracks like that, songs that he was making, you know, that, that's just, that were all the things that was just, um, that just, like, build a fan base for him, you know, and, like, now, look where he's at right now, like, his house is, like, a freaking, he calls his house the freaking embassy. Why he he going crazy? I feel like a lot of a lot of um artists they 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 try to um they try to uh, let me find a word they try to satisfy they try to satisfy their fans and they niche too much and they feel like once they make one type of music they have to keep making that type of music for their fans. But if you feel like you can make another type of music and you like that sound and you want to hear yourself doing that sound, you should do it. You feel me? That's what I feel like. Yeah, no, I feel that entirely. I feel that wholeheartedly. Um, and it's just like, no, seriously, I know a lot of people weren't messing with the whole house music thing he was doing and like the whole, uh, what, was that song? what was that project called? Honestly, never mind. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's that is a new one. Yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of vibing with a couple of songs and everything. I thought it was cool. I was mostly like, I like the song with him and Twenty One Savage, and I'm glad that him and Twenty One Savage actually made like a, um, like a, a yeah. album and everything. I yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, I like how they sound together. That shit fire. People felt like it was more like a Drake album featuring uh, 21 Savage. How do you feel about that? Nah, I feel like it was a collaborative because 21 got some songs by itself on there, you feel me? And there's a bunch of songs where 21 fake carried the track. I wouldn't say he did better than Drake on the track, but like his voice carried most of like, like a lot of the tracks on there. Okay, yeah. No, I feel like I'm about to listen to that project again on, on my way to work just to double check on some things and everything. Because with collaborative albums, I feel like Drake is like, you know, like, okay, we got the Drake one. I mean, we got the Drake and Future one. Now we got Drake and 21 Savage. Um, I'm on a Drake and, Ray, and Rick Ross collaborative album because they've been making music. I was just like, you know. And then maybe like maybe a Lil Wayne and Drake collaborative album. I feel like once we get those two, like we've been pretty much set. Well, they need to do some shit. They need to do some shit just for the culture. No, seriously, I feel like it hasn't really. I feel like it'll be very nostalgic back to the Cash Money, our Young Money days. But it's just like for the history they got to. They really got to put that stuff out there for sure, man. Like like a Lil Wayne and uh. Drake collaborative album would probably shut the whole internet down. Nah, nah, word. If they did an album together, it'll go crazy right now. Yes. Have you been to any of like Drake's concerts or any concerts from uh, anybody that any of your favorite artists? Nah, I've never been to no concerts like to my favorite artists yet. I've been to shows with other artists and for me open up for artists, but I've never been to one of one of their concerts yet. Okay, so you never actually been to a concert ever. Uh, yeah, uh, like, yeah, I've been to shows, but I've never been to an like, actual concert yet. Okay, dang. All right, that's cool. That's, that's something you should maybe definitely consider knocking off your bucket list. You know, just to yeah, I'm trying to, um, I was actually in talks to, to perform on the, um, the, 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 the Rising Stars stage on the, um, for Rolling Loud in New York. So we next time they come around. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. That's I like, I like, that you like skip past going to like concerts and just actually like actually perform at concerts. Yeah, I wanna I wanna perform at my first concert. You feel me? And then get to know all the other artists there. You feel me? That's actually really really cool. Everything. Um, I, I really hope that you check in with Crowd Freak and maybe they can give you some opportunities on to like uh, uh you know maybe rock their stages at festivals and everything. You know, because that's that's definitely the the road I'm trying to go. No, I would definitely tune into that. One of my, one of my, um, one of my friends that I usually, like, I used to be around, he, he got picked to open up for Polo G on one of those, and it was at the, um, American Dream, the, it was like the, the American Dream theme park in Jersey, and he got a lot of, he got a lot of exposure from that, it was fire, I ain't gonna lie, he just sent the song in and then they paid for everything for him to go there, and it was fire. That is so cool, man. And they're still like kind of underground, not underground, underground, but in a sense, like they're not like, you know, in the mainstream, mainstream like that. They can really yeah, a lot of people still don't even know about it. A lot of people still don't know. That's a good thing. That's good for all of us. So, like, so I leave, right? So, like, when it gets like, start getting clouded, start blowing up from it, then it's like, it won't be too hard for us to access some things, you know? Well, we could get, we could try our best to get into it now before it's a million people trying out for it. Yeah, no, dead ass for real, man. Uh, seriously, and everything. So it's like, and it comes to like performing at concerts and everything. You had your own tour, correct? Yeah. So it's like, all this ain't nothing strange for you. It's like it's pretty much something that you're kind of familiar with. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've been doing shows for a minute. I've been getting paid for shows. It's been lit. Okay, how much? How much you get paid? Like about a cool, a smooth grand or two? Uh, no, no, it's just, um, it depends, because the, 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 the booking agency I'm with, uh, if, if I sell, if I sell a certain amount of tickets, I get a certain percentage, a certain, a certain percentage from it. Oh, okay, so it's just depending on how many tickets you sell, basically. Yeah, yeah, and I get a percentage of the tickets, and then the more tickets I sell, the higher percentage I get. So there's some shows where I'm, I could pull in 400, I could pull in 600, or I could pull in 150, 250, it just ranges. Okay, that's cool. That's actually all right. It's just it's like taking a step by step and everything. Um, when do you, when did you ever uh, do your first show? 
uh, I did my first show I believe last year, and then this one was a it was a it was an unpaid show. It was like an open open mic at a at a club um, in, inside a club. It was the yeah, it was at a strip club in Queens called Secrets, and then they let me perform, and it, it was fire. I ain't gonna lie. That, that is pretty far. Okay, that's cool. I w- so it's like, uh, how many cities have you performed in uh, outside of the Bronx? Uh, I've performed in North Carolina. I performed in Long Island, and I, I was I was supposed to show up for a live TV show in Atlanta, but then when I got to North Carolina, my ride in North Carolina didn't get me there to Atlanta. So they still gonna honor that for me. For me, they gotta get a ep- like a certain episode for me, so I could do a freestyle and a live interview, some like something similar to this, but in person. Okay, that's cool. So it's like it's not like BET, right? It's like some kind of type of like what kind of show? Yeah, it's 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 Atlanta. It's Atlanta TV. You feel me? They got is they got their own TV network down there. Just for music. Yeah, yeah well, it's music, sports, all that on there too. For me. It's something like like an independent contract, you feel me? From the like, and they they get their own section on the show from their own like like they time, and then they do their segment and they take turns. Oh, okay, that's cool. So it's like yeah. Atlanta's really locked in in the music culture. They got their own TV station just for music. Yeah, you feel me? Like people, I guess they share a space, like a station down there. You feel me? And there's different, there's different hosts. You feel me? They're, they're doing a whole different. Like a whole bunch of different things down there. Like there's actually a radio station I went to called Off the Grid up here. It's a podcast too, something similar to this. But you go in person, they have me freestyle on there, and they got it. They got this space every Tuesday for three hours, and then another show come on, and then it's just so forth and so forth. Everybody sharing the space. Oh, okay. That's real, real cool, man. No, seriously. Um, in regards to like, what would be some advice to people who haven't like, you know, uh, performed on a stage yet? Because I have yet to grab a mic to perform any of my songs. Yeah, I'm still trying to wait until I get a certain level, um, a certain level of comfortability before I do any of that. Like, what's your advice to them? Yeah, one thing I would say is like, don't get nervous. You feel me? The same way you perform your favorite song to your friends in the crib or just listen to it by yourself in the mirror or whatever, just do it the same way when you go on the stage. Don't let nothing impact you. Don't let the crowd impact you. And sometimes you can feed off the crowd like positively wise. You feel me? If they feeling with it, engage with the, the, the crowd, like engage with the certain audience that's feeling with your vibe. You feel me? Try to hype them up. You feel me? Try to get accustomed to them and see what they like. You feel me? And feed off that. Oh, okay, cool. But you ain't got to, like, memorize the words, uh, word for word and everything. It's like, they're gonna uh, it just depends on certain shows, because there's some shows I've been to where it's straight instrumental, and you got to spit all your all your bars, you feel me, on the mic yourself. But there's somewhere you got your song in the backdrop where you can play it, like, you, there's somewhere you can skip out on, you feel me, because the track is actually being played behind you. Oh, okay, that's cool. I feel like that's how I would do it at first and everything before I really warmed into like pretty much doing a word for word type because a lot of my lyrics are kind of like back to back to back to back with barely any breathing room. You know what I'm saying? Like they're kind of like plugged in a little bit. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things I got to work on. You know, it's just like the breathing control. So it's just like, you know, that's all I was like. I just kind of hope that we could just kind of stick to that. Yeah, that's why I was at first too. That's why I, like most of my first shows and in, inside the clubs and shit like that and open mics and showcases where where uh, where I just had the songs in the background and I I didn't have to say every word. But when I did it like that, um, you got to do more like body like body movement and shit like that. You got to really engage with the crowd at that point for me. Because if you're not gonna say all your words, you better make up for the like. Make up for the words that you're not saying with movement and shit like that, and energy and engagement. Cause I noticed, I noticed in the shows, the the crowd get more hype for for artists that's engaging with them. You feel me? And making it seem like they've done this before. You feel me? You don't want to go up there and be shy and feel like feel like an outsider, feel like you're not sure. Feel that man for real. Like I, I know it's like really just an energy thing altogether. You know, it's not really much like oh, did he say all his lyrics right or did he do this right or whatever. But just, just kind of sounding like you, you're doing everything the right way, basically. Huh? Yeah, you, yeah, you just don't wanna, 
get up there and then, like if you do mess up in a word, you just want to keep going because you don't want to go up there and look stupid. Now, now you feel like, oh, you can't retry. You feel me? Like you don't get a second chance up there. So you gotta just keep going. That's cool. It's definitely something I'll, I'll consider and everything. I feel like I still got a whole lot of things to work on. I'm just going to have to push on to actually stepping on the stage maybe in 2023. I feel like I'd be too old by then, you know, like I'd be around 25 or whatnot. You, know, you got to go to like a, you got to go to an open mic that's going to be like a, like a few artists or like a lot of artists where it's their first time. You feel me? That's like, that's what's, that's something I did. It was a lot of artists' first time. It was like a judging thing. You feel me? And they gave you a review on how you did. You feel me? For your, like on, on your performance, and then I feel like that helped me because I got a lot of critic. I got I got a lot of criticism. You feel me? And hearing what I did good made me want to perform again the next time. Okay, well that's cool. That's that's real, real good. I didn't even I didn't even perform any of my anything uh, for like uh, for the talent show in my high school or nothing like that. You know, I'd be wanting to, but it was just like a whole lot of drama shit going on, so I just kind of discouraged. And whatnot. So it's just like, you know, I feel like I'm kind of delayed to that degree, but it's just like, I feel like it's just one of those things I need to just work on and focus on and whatnot. But I don't know. I feel like this year coming up is definitely going to be a year for the books because it's like, you know, then a whole lot of things in my life will be more realigned well and everything. Right. You definitely got to get out there and do that because show, shows is where you're going to make the most money. Like even when you get into the industry, when you get booked twenty five thousand for a show, fifty thousand for a show, for me, you don't want to get to that point where you got a song that blew up, and now people are trying to pay you three thousand to come pop out, and you don't even know how to put on a show for them people, for me. Yeah. So that's no. you got to get accustomed to get a lot of practicing on on that. Yeah, I feel like Crowd Freak might kind of help me with that because don't they have like an artist development program and stuff of that nature? Yeah, they definitely got like shit like that. I heard about that. Yeah, definitely need to go through an artist development program because this is something I really want to do and definitely something I want to get better at and whatnot. But it's just like I feel like, you know, it's just so there's parts of me that kind of feels discouraged. I feel like, oh, maybe I'm just too old or maybe I'm just like, maybe, you know, maybe I should just give up on it or not like give up on it, but just like maybe it's just something I need to really like. I really need to like you know like really train myself for you know in a sense I really get really hit certain thresholds you know before I do anything like, my like I feel like I would have to wait till after I drop 50 songs or something before I grab the mic and step on stage you know because I feel like by then I'll be pretty much familiar with doing the whole process you know no yeah I feel you on that but it's just like I know like like since you've been doing music for some time you said that like when you when you was in the booth your first time is totally different from when you was in your booth your your two hundred yeah your two hundredth time or your two hundred and fiftieth time, you feel me? Or your fiftieth time. Cause you get more comfortable over time, you feel me? So it's like, how often would you think uh, is actually good to like perform within a year? You think maybe thirty times, ten times, how much? Yeah, like as I, I, I honestly speaking, you, you should try to perform as many times as you can. You feel me? To try to get yourself ready for that because once you get like once you blow up as a superstar, you're gonna be booked like at a different spot every night. You feel me? So you're gonna be flying to different spots. You're gonna be performing every week. For me, so you might do like a hundred performance, a hundred and fifty performances within a year. For me, and when you and then when labels when labels do feel you out, you feel me when the A and R see your music, they bring you in front of the label. You got to perform it in front of the label. So if you if you have practice, if you practice ten thousand times, it should it should be nothing for me. Oh yeah, no that that definitely makes sense, like entirely. No, I feel that like for real and everything, you know, like. I mean, one of the things, like, man, like, have you ever, like, performed in front of an A&R before? An A&R? No, nah, not, not, not an A&R, like, like, one-on-one, you can believe, like, they've been to shows I've been to, because I, I've opened up for, for Don Q, I've, I've opened up for artists like Mr. Chicken, I've been around DJ Drewski, feel me, the DJ for Hot 97, I've performed for all of those people before, but not an actual, like, one-on-one for a label or an A&R yet. Yeah, all right. That's cool, man. That's cool that you're actually experiencing that field. 
and whatnot because you know i feel like with this whole rap thing and like it's just i feel like in my situation i feel like it's all about building my confidence back up again and just like learning to just disassociate with whatever things people might have like messed with me in the past with and everything and just keep in mind that you know like my music will pretty much speak for itself regardless and i'm got yeah, yeah definitely for me once you go out there you're gonna meet genuine people too like this other artists that's there to perform if they fuck with your music they might want to collab with you for me now y'all got yeah, fan bases is growing together, you feel me? Because y'all gonna make good music together, you feel me? If you really like your music and you really like his, it, it wouldn't be first, you feel me? You don't gotta look for people to do features with because they're already there. They found you at the show, you feel me? Oh, yeah, surely. One thing I've learned growing older in this business and everything is like, like literally, like real true artists are probably one of the most genuine people you'll actually meet. It's really the fake artists that really aren't about shit. You know, no, about the image and everything about like, you know, how they look and then trying to hate on other people's shit. Like, you know, and then it's like, you know, they have like a following and people trying to hate on your shit just because they hate on their shit. And then they just, they fall out of obscurity because they ain't got no discipline or any drive or passion for the business at all. No, you really just worry about money and their image. They like the most like there's a lot of like genuine people I met at shows you from the other artists where I felt like there was they, they could have they like they put on a better show than me and shit and they they some of my biggest fears and shit. Like you feel me when they link back up with me to do music because they hit me up after the show, we get our social medias and shit. Then we do tracks together. They come telling me about a track that I just posted. Like, yo, I can't get that out of my head. And I'm like, damn, bro, I was just listening to your track. I'm thinking the same thing, you feel me? I be liking shit like that. Yeah, man, you got really good music for sure, man. So like, that's not really like surprising to me and everything. Especially, like, you only got about 11 songs out. Like, you have really, really good music out and everything. Like, my, my mixtape is pretty good for what it is and whatnot, but it's like, I still feel like, like, I feel like I need to get better as an artist, you know? Like, I have to shape it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, like my music's pretty good. I feel like a lot yeah, of I got to tune into you. I got to tune into your music. I got to find a link to that for sure. Oh yeah, sure. I can send you the SoundCloud like right uh, in a moment and everything. You can just listen to it in your uh, downtime or whatnot. Yeah, I got you for sure. And like, my my project is called Ego Trip. Uh, uh, I use SoundCloud because it's easier to get it stuff out to people who want to just listen to it and want you know Travis had to find it on Spotify. That's why I want to leave DistroKid because it's so hard to find my music and everything. Yeah, I hate that shit too. That's like even when you got a masters, they they don't let me connect my actual YouTube. From like like my actual YouTube channel, so it drops on like a topic page, and they gotta search my. But whenever you search my name up on YouTube, everything pops up though. Everything that's my name is tied to because I've dropped so like because I've dropped like a lot of t like a lot of like singles and shit, and a lot of people with features and they tag me for me on a lot of songs. So that's why I, I do pop up though on YouTube. Oh, yeah, no, for real, man. It's just like, even like, wait, I don't know if it's maybe just the way I, I spell my name and stuff because for my name, it's Toasty ESV. Um, so it's like, um, like, uh, the, the dollar signs are where the S's should be. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, does that make it like harder to find me just because of that, or like, I don't know. No, no, that like it should be it should be think easier to find you because of that. People just people just gotta put it exactly how it is, you feel me? And you, I feel like, I, I, yeah, I feel like you should just like, I don't know, cause I'm just okay. It is, it, it is kind of weird. You feel me? If you're not promoting it a lot, it'll it'll get like pushed behind everything else. You feel me? And you don't have to go like ten pages to find it and shit. Especially if people use a name that's like similar to yours. Yeah, I don't think anybody's name is similar to mine. Like how it's typed and everything. Like, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why it shouldn't pop up. That's like that's weird to me. Yeah, it's like when I try to look myself up on YouTube, it just ends up being in various artists, and that's what ticks me off about it. Like, what? Oh, you see, um, like a like a topic page, right? It's not on your actual page. Yeah, that's what like Distro Kid did. Like, it's just like they put it into like various. You can find my yeah. album if you type every, my whole name and the album. Link. Yeah, that, that's how that's how United Masters does it too. It don't let you connect your actual YouTube channel, and it drop it drops on their page with a whole bunch of other artists' music. Yeah, one like of the it. main reasons why I'm switching to to Distro because it's like at least I can talk to actual people compared to like Distro Kid who might be working with like thousands of other artists. You know. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that shit either. That's why I be trying to drop a music video for me. That's why I'm trying to get a lot of visuals to my songs so that the visuals can be on my channel, and then 
when they want to listen, they can just go to Apple Music to listen to me. For me, they don't have to go to like an audio on YouTube. They can go to the actual music video. No, seriously, man. Like, well, there's so many dynamics and trying to get the algorithm on your side with it, too, which is like, I feel like I could have done a whole lot more this year, but since like a lot of my financial situation was all over the place and plus my license was suspended and everything, like, like now I'm in a place like literally like where I can actually get it revamped and everything and also, but yeah, that's a lot of music, too. You gotta, you gotta be financially stable for me to put money into your music because if you don't, it's not gonna go nowhere at all. No, no, seriously, man. Like, yeah, that's, 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 that's facts. And it's just like, you know, like in my situation now, it's like now I got to get my tag renewed for my car. Now I got to get like uh, my license reinstated by my next paycheck. So it's like your paychecks already be spent before you even get it. So it's just like, you know, it's just stuff like that. So it's just like I'm thinking like maybe I, I, I might have some money on the side. Like maybe I can use like um like $100 out of it this weekend, maybe to hop in the studio again, maybe write some songs throughout the week well, people don't realize how much artists be spending you feel me they just be thinking it's easy to just like like a lot of people when they start to make music they don't realize how much they're going to spend making music they just think it's going to be oh, i make a few songs and i blow up and i get rich now nah, you're going to spend more you're going to spend a lot of money before you see any money made back Seriously, man, it's like it's really is a process for real, a big, huge process, and it's just like, like, gladly I have a studio that I can work with where they charge me two hours uh, for just fifty dollars and everything. So it's like you know, like if I wanted to, I could probably record four songs like a weekend. Um, if I wanted to and see what that takes me, and or just like you know, just two songs a day. Uh, I could probably do a lot more, but it's, I feel like two songs a day would just have to work best for me. I'm trying to see if I can at least drop a little EP, um, like do anything else or whatever. Maybe by then I'll probably be working with uh, with Distro Freak uh, right there, um, and then maybe I could re-release like my first project again, and then maybe like drop maybe either a project a month or maybe a project every two months uh, for the rest of the year and see what that takes me. Uh, but yeah, I'm just trying to do that too. A project a month sounds good for the next year. Yeah, or maybe like just for every two months, just at least let it marinate or something, you know? Yeah. Just something and everything. Because it's like, you know, all that I have is ideas and beats and instrumentals. And it's just like, it's just, it's really just a process to really like get all that out there. And have, have you had any issues in regards to getting like uh, your music out there or like your music videos out there? Or was it just like, what was it? Oh, like exposure wise? Yeah. It'd be hard, bro, because a lot of people, they don't want to, they don't want to, um, Tune in or, or promote you or share share your shit on their page unless like they they know you personally or you're already famous or like I caught you for me because like they wanna it gotta be a it gotta be a trend to post you for them to wanna post you that's why a lot of people don't be wanting to do it for me but I, I still find my own ways I go to blog sites you for me and I get them to post it so they got real fans that really like music and they're looking for a new music. So when they when they post me on their site, it helped me generate like new fans and shit that like my music, like really like my music, and they're not just on my page because of me. They're on my page because they like what they hear. Yeah, man. No, seriously, like dead ass. Like I, I can feel that because it's like, I don't know. I feel like when people tell me like my music is good, I always feel like not really surprised in a sense, but like oh, okay, yeah, thank you. But I've been thinking like maybe they're just hearing it from the ears of somebody that's like not an artist and everything. I feel like maybe that just comes from just being a perfectionist and everything. So like you know, you really just be at a point where it's just like man, I don't I don't think that's the case or like eh, it is what it is or you know like man. Yeah, you guess yourself because you don't feel like it sounds the best way so so when people tell you it you feel like they're lying or something and shit i used to think that too because i used to always be like yeah nah, that's, that song's not done yet but the person told me it was good a lot of people told me it was good and then the song never got dropped for me and then it get lost in the wind and shit like that could have been dropped yeah man i mean i'm already feeling a lot of your music and everything uh like, did you get my message on IG um, in regards to my mixtape? Yeah, I just, I just got, I got the message a few minutes ago. I'm going to tune in to definitely when we get off the interview, I'm going to probably smoke a blunt to it. 
<laughs> yeah, sure. I, there's a couple songs I know that you can smoke a blunt to. I know Don't Trip is yeah. one song that you could definitely smoke a blunt to. Um, but some of it just goes from high energy to just, you know, kind of like low down, chill, like, you know, like where it's just like kind of really because my the whole Ego Trip uh, project is pretty much reflecting on um, the whole the manias of uh, depression from the highs and the lows. Like, you can feel up one day and then you can just feel really, really depressed another day. Like, man, like, what's the point? No, yeah, I'll be like that. And it's just like, you know, there's just, there's a lot there. You know, I just, I put a whole lot into it to really, like, make sure that it was done. Uh, I had to take some time off school. I was still taking, like, online classes. So so I just went home to try and record it and everything. And it took me a while to really get back to campus and stuff again to really, like, you know. I said, like, I can't leave home until I actually get this recorded before I return on campus. And so that was, like, the case, you know? Yeah, yeah, I I know. I like the the cover art for I like the cover art for the for the, the top one you sent me for you know back shots and shit. I do I, I do a lot of I do a lot of cover arts too for me and yeah. I make designs for me. I make clothing for my label. I do a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, no, most definitely. Uh, yeah, for uh, the cover art, I made it myself after uh, somebody else took the picture, like a photographer took the picture. I just edited and made it my own. Thing. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it looks cool. I, I fuck with that shit. The way it came. I appreciate it, but uh, back on the whole merchandise thing. So, what did what all did it take for you to get your merchandise uh, situation set up? Well, like at first, I wasn't making it to my myself, like actual, like hands on. I was going through another site, so I, I made my own designs, like I, I photo, I, I'm photoshopping myself on another editing site, and then I take the design and I upload it to a, a site called Spreadshirt, and I was making a lot of my, I was like, I was making a lot of my clothes through there. For me. Oh, okay. Wait, wait. What? What? You didn't use Shopify. What do you use again? Uh, I use I use a site called Spice Shirt for me, and then like if you buy bulk, you for me buy a lot, it goes down and shit like that. And then I I didn't sell online. For me, I, like I sold through my Instagram and I sold in person and shit like that. Oh, okay, so it's not like an online printing uh, uh, company where it's just like they just print your design on a sh- hoodie and then they just send it. And then yeah, 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 yeah. It's online like that. You, you, um, you, you upload your design. They, they print it out for you and they send it to you for me, and you just wait for it. It's like that. But it, they don't post it up for me for me to sell for me. Oh, so they don't sell it for you? Like you know, maybe somebody can just get on your page and just order it online, or just come through online. No, no, they, they got an extra section for that, but I never dove into that myself, you feel me? I was just actually selling hands-on to, to my fans and shit on my page, you feel me? Mm, okay, I need to check out your uh, merchandise. Where can I go to like check out your merchandise again? Uh, I, I, I could, uh, like on Instagram, I got pictures and shit, and then the, the link I sent you to my music, it got it got like a link for, for clothes on there too, for the merchandise on my United Masters link. All right, cool. Uh, right now, I follow your whole uh, "Born to Win" records. Yeah, uh, that was label right there. Oh, okay. Uh, wouldn't it be best to like put the whole um, like your link to your music? Yeah, right there. Why don't you put your, your United Masters uh link into your uh, uh link into your Instagram? Yeah, I, I'm gonna do that. Um, it, I actually gotta make a link tree link. You feel me? My um, my manager was uh, making me a link tree link, and I I was supposed to do that, and I didn't even do that. Yeah, I need to make, I need to really, um, find some time to, like, uh, what you call it, uh, organize my Linktree link, um, because it's just, like, you know, everything's there, but I need to edit some things, I need to try to put all the Metro Threads podcast, all my podcast information in one link, so you can just tap it and be like, oh, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, whatever, Apple Podcasts, whenever I get on Apple Podcasts, you know, it's just, it's just, it's a process, you know? Yeah, there'll be a whole process with all of that shit. But I feel like, you know, especially in December, I feel like that's what I'm really going to get things like together, together to get prepared uh, for the following year or whatnot, you know? Yeah, that's just, you know, cause I already got the two. I already make my own uh, album covers. I got to ask nobody for that. It's really just getting people to do the photo shoots and the music videos and just doing the marketing side of the thing and maybe doing merch. So it's just like, I'm going to make a whole like to do list of things. Yeah, you definitely gotta have a whole plan. You can't just like go with the wind. You from you gotta definitely gotta have a plan for everything. And you gotta like if you if you're working, you gotta try like set a budget for music. Even though it may like it, for me it may be hard, you definitely gotta put a budget for music like like and treat it like bills. Cause you you can't just push it to the side. Yeah, 
You feel me? If you if you're not going hard, like they say, five five years of going hard on something, you feel me, and really putting your all into it, you should be successful at it. You feel me? After five years, but if you're just half-assing on it, it's it, like it's never gonna work. You feel me? Because you're not treating it like you should. You feel me? You're not treating it like like a kid. You feel me? Or like you need it. You treat it like like a hobby, like something you want. Yeah, man. I mean, it all takes like it all takes a certain things to, to get situated and whatnot in order to to get where you need to get. Um, but it's just like I feel like that's the beauty about anything that you want to do. You gotta go with passion. Uh, but most importantly, I feel like consistency is like really what rates above all. But uh, since we're getting closer to like the end of the podcast situation, uh, do you have any uh, last words to let the people know before we go off? Uh, no, I just wanted to say uh, I appreciated the conversation we had. A lot of points, you feel me? I got to hear how you thought on certain things. You feel me? I got to hear about your music, your um, and your plans for the future. For me, and I can take note of some things that you said for me and add it to some things that I'm gonna do. And I just want them to know, like I got I got my tape coming out soon. I got a lot of music that I dropped in the past, and. A lot of my music is going to sound like that, but I got a whole new sound coming for everybody for me. So just tune in and I just want to make sure y'all just stay for this ride that I'm going to have because it's going to it's gonna happen, you feel me? I mean, if you tune in now, you're not going to have to tune in later, you feel me? And then miss out on all the shit that I'm doing now because that's how it was with Drake and all these other artists that blew up, you feel me? If he was there back then, like with Kanye's documentary, you feel me? I learned about Kanye late, you feel me? So when I when I seen actually seen Kanye, I'm like, damn, I wish I was really a Kanye fan back then. So, so that's why I feel like I want people to do that with me now, you feel me? I don't want you to miss out on my come up just because I'm underground. Yeah, no, most definitely, for sure, man. You're definitely going to make it. I know for a fact, man, because it's based on this, this is the concept you put up. All the content that you put out so far, what you've been doing so far, it's really just a matter of time. And I feel like 2023 is going to be a good for your year, not just for you, uh, but, for me, but also for you also. And like the whole Born to Win collective, I know for a fact that y'all are definitely uh, Born to Win. I need to check in with all the other artists for sure. But, uh, but yeah, I appreciate you sure. coming on. Uh, I appreciate you too. And I hope 2023 bring the same thing to you, bro. Good music, good vibes, a lot of exposure. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, be sure to let me know what you feel about uh, the mixtape and whatnot. All right. Uh, but that's it for the Mental Threads podcast, episode 134. We sewn in and now we're sewing out. All right. Thank you. All right. Be safe.